the generations that come before us went to church, they spent time with the Lord, they knew what the Holy Spirit was, and they knew their Bibles, and they knew what signs to look for, and that's all but lost now, and I feel like I just want to sit down together, look at the news, filter it through our Bibles together. You're listening to Watchman's Update. Dust your Bibles off. Come on. Well, here's the, here's the kind of setup from, from the Bible. where it's a, it, When it talks about the gods in Deuteronomy, it says that they worshipped the gods. And, and in the Psalms, they offered up their children to the gods. It actually uses a word that is the word Shadim. Shadim means the entities or the spirits. It wasn't just god's fiction it, there were spirits behind the gods and so that's one and then when they translated that word into greek when the rabbi said okay we got to have a greek word for it they came up with the word daemonia we get the word demonic from it and so the, and when paul says the the pagans are are worshiping idols and this he says they're worshiping the daemonia the demonic and so what it's saying the first thing is that there's something real to these things number one um, the, the second thing is that if you know if the, all the nations were given to the gods then they were given to the spirits and actually you find when you look at all the pagan world you actually see signs of possession every culture has signs of possession it's not something you just read about all over they spoke about people shaking people tremoring and they're pretty the closer you were to the god the more possessed you'd be would like the, you know we, we read about the oracle of delphi like they all came to the oracle this woman she was possessed she was right. shaking foaming and all that and so and so you have this possession now the thing is that it's not just people who can be possessed cultures can be possessed mm -hmm. nations can be possessed i mean look at nazi germany that's a whole nother thing right. possessed yeah. okay so the thing is that that now now what changed because if we were alive back then in bible times it'd be all over gods were ev everywhere you went there right. that's weird that they were there but what changed it was the one word jesus yeshua mm -hmm. he's the only one he changed it because when when he came first of all he had the power to cast out the spirits we know that right but in the in the pagan world the spirits are linked to the gods so when he sent his disciples into rome they're, they're, it's a clash you, you have the god versus the gods the spirit versus the spirits mm -hmm. you know when you read the book of acts you you read that first of the possessed woman is following paul he casts her out and all the idol makers get get in an uproar oh. the other part the, the whole the whole city gets in an uproar because of artemis the god they want to kill the disciples because they're taking them away from the gods so you have this war going on actually the great persecution of christians you know how it started one of the oracles gave a word to the emperor saying basically persecute them it came from a possessed woman speaking for a god and so and the big thing was back if we were alive back then it was that christians you bow down to the gods or we throw you to the lions it was all about the gods but finally the the gospel prevailed so what happened all of a sudden the whole culture was cleansed the gods were driven out you know the temples were, were empty mm -hmm. and what that means is the spirits were driven out mm -hmm. so this is you put it this way this was the greatest mass exorcism in the world history wow. it, it, that's what okay what you're listening to there is jonathan khan and he's wrote a book i got the name of it here the return of the gods now I stumbled on this on YouTube. He didn't pay me to promote his book or anything. Jonathan Gunn, he does real good when he's promoting his books and he's talking about his books. I really don't care much for his preaching, but when he's talking about, he's ever, like I said earlier on another podcast, everybody's got their gifts and things they're good at. And I want to go into in depth what he's talking about and give you a biblical introduction to what he's talking about because i feel like people are going to get lost in this and they're going to zone out and they're going to go uh, -uh. Uh, no that ain't my bible <laughs> so first thing i want to read i want to read genesis chapter six and i thought that's funny the sinful name or sinful number you know the sinful number of man six and this genesis genesis six and let's see i start at verse two the son of the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. 
his days will be numbered a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterwards, when the sons of God went into the daughters of men and had children with them, or had children by them, they were heroes of old, men of renown. Now, this is if you know chapter six, that is the, the flood chapter. We're going into Noah. All right. Noah's grandfather wrote a book. And it's the old is quoted in the book of Jude, I think, in the Bible. I think Jude's the one that quoted it. One of them did. I might be wrong about which one it was. But uh I wanna what got me about this book that he wrote, I got it here on my phone. I don't have it in in uh physical print. But the one I have in physical print it's it starts off i just want to read this i had to flip through my phone it, it's a very you can download it's the book of enoch it's the oldest jewish writings I, i'm pretty sure i'm right about that don't quote me on that but it's the old one though if it ain't the oldest it's one of the oldest i'm pretty sure it's older than job job's a, is the oldest book in the bible but listen to this the word of the blessing of enoch how he blessed the elect of the righteous who were to exist in the time of trouble. Now, it said, I read, I said it's a bad translation. My book at home, the book of Enoch, when I open it up, it says, who were to exist in the tribulation period. This book was written for me and you right now, and, and it applies to what Jonathan Kahn is talking about. And let me see. Let me go. I got. I had these scriptures wrote down here. Uh, I think the seven. Okay, here we go. Now you heard what I just read to you there. Now let me read this out of Enoch. It happened in the after the sons of men had multiplied in those days, the daughters were born to them, elegant and beautiful, and the angels. The sons of heaven beheld them. Now, did you hear that? Angels. The angels. Sons of heaven beheld them. They became enamored of them, saying to each other, Come, let us select for ourselves wives from the progeny of men, and let us beget children. All right. I think that's as far I got, got to go on that. Now, go down to 10. They took wives, each choosing for themselves whom they whom they began to approach, and with whom they cohabitated, teaching them sorcery, incantations, and dividing of roots and trees. And the women conceiving brought forth giants. You got that? Whose stature was each 300 cubits? They devoured all which the labor of men produced until it became impossible to feed them. When they turned themselves against men in order to devour them and began to injure, injure birds, beasts, reptiles, and fish, to eat their flesh one after another and to drink their blood. All right. You get an idea. These are giants and they're drinking blood and they're, yeah, some bad dudes. Now, and I'm getting to what Jonathan Kahn's talking about, and I'm trying to go as fast as I can because I I got a lot of clips I want to play him on this. And now the in the next chapter right here, chapter eight, it talks about these angels. It it numbered it names them all, and I can't pronounce half of their names, so I'm not even gonna try. And I'm just gonna tell you some of the stuff that these angels taught men. He said, taught them to make swords, knives, shields, breastplates, fabrication of mirrors, workmanship of bracelets and ornaments, the use of paint, the beautifying of eyebrows, the use of stones, and every valuable and select kind, all sorts of dyes that the world would be, would became altered, is what it says here. Impiety increased, fornic fornication multiplied, and they transgressed and corrupted all their ways. A Maserac taught all the sorcerers and dividing of roots. And another one here, the solution of sorcery. 
Another one taught this observation of stars. Another one taught signs. Another one taught astronomy. Another one taught the motion of the moon. And men being destroyed cried out, and their voice reached heaven. I'm going to go through this really fast because it's a, something you need to know. If you know the Bible, that one, that's all you get in, in the Bible's chapter 6 right there. You get a, a one couple of paragraphs. And Enoch here explains it all. And 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 what gets me is I got a study Bible here. And they go down here and go, yeah, it could have been angels. It could have been this. And they, in other words, they like they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> in the study Bible, and I'm like, it plainly says right here, the sons of men were angels. And when they came unto women, they produced the Nephilim, the giants. And then... And, uh, let me keep going here because I, I got a lot to do here and I don't want to miss nothing here. All right. Nine. The women likewise have brought forth giants. Thus the whole world has been filled with blood and iniquity and with iniquity. And now behold, the souls of those who were dead cried out. So they're killing men. All right, now he's one. All right, now I got to go to fifteen. There's a lot. He knocks long-winded. You don't want me to read all of it. Trust me. <laughs> now the giants who have been born of born of spirit and of flesh shall be called upon the earth evil spirits. Did you catch that? So the giants who are born of spirit and flesh are called upon the earth evil spirits. And the earth shall be their habitation. Evil spirits shall proceed from the fle their flesh because they were created from above, from the holy watchers. And the holy watchers is the angels. From the holy watchers was their beginning and primary foundation. Evil spirits shall be upon the earth and, and the spirits of the wicked shall they be called. The habitation of the spirits of heaven shall be in heaven, but upon the earth shall be the habitation of terrestrial spirits who are born on the earth. The spirits of the giants shall be like clouds which shall oppress, corrupt, fall, contend, and bruise upon the earth. They shall cause lamentation. No food shall they eat, and they shall be thirsty. They shall be concealed and shall not rise up against the sons of men and against women, for they come forth during the days of slaughter and destruction. I don't understand the end of it right there. And it's, like I said, it's kind of a rough translation. But I wanted to explain to you who these evil, evil spirits. Now, Jonathan Kahn's going to tell you, uh, you know, he, he talks about the evil spirits being behind these gods these ancient gods and i watched a, a video a guy talked about you can go back and look at every last one of these ancient gods that these people worshipped and you can trace the roots right back to right in here these evil spirits and what they were doing and it's important to note that gog of magog if you're reading in the bible when moses is going through the wilderness with the israelites God, he's attacked by Gog of Magog. And it, that word Nephilim is used to describe Gog of Magog. And it says his bed, he was the last in the Nephilim. And his bed was six foot wide and ten foot long and made of iron. Now, if you know the story here in Genesis 6, what comes right after this is the great flood. Now, I thought the great flood killed all these off, but how could that be if Moses is dealing with them? You see what I'm saying? So I I don't know all of it. I just know what I've read right there. And Jonathan Kahn right here, really, he's he does a real good job. And I might have to do a whole episode on because I've got one, two, three, four, five, six clips of him and I'm gonna play on this episode here and he really ties it all together really fast and I can't talk as fast as he can so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I don't you know I don't know if it's okay to play this many clips of somebody but 
we're all Christians, and I don't think Christians really worry about copywriting laws or anything like that. <laughs> you know, but uh, let me play you another clip here. He's talking about wokeism, and he talks about bail. And, uh, yeah, it's really good, so. Trinity. And the first of the dark trinity is known as the possessor. He, he is, his name means the possessor, the owner, the master, the Lord. And we know him in Hebrew, that word is Baal or Baal. Baal. So the first, you know, so you always see Baal at the beginning. He's like that first spirit that comes back and says, I'm going to bring my friends. So you always see that it's Baal and the gods. So the first thing would be that if America ever starts turning. So when did that it happened. It happened in the early 60s. We started, that's the first time we said, we're going to take God out of the school. Mm-hmm. We're going to take prayer. We're going to take the word out. Just a little thing. It won't do a big Jesus deal. Yeah. Well, you, well, we open the door. When you open the door, the gods are coming in. There's there's, wow. there's no there's no middle ground. You know, there's never been any middle ground. It's either God or paganism. That's yeah. it. So we they didn't, if they, they didn't realize what they were doing. So they took it out. So what happens? The spirit of Baal starts coming into America. What's the Bible say the spirit of Baal did? So the spirit of Baal caused Israel to forgive forget God. So what it's been doing since then is causing America to forget God, forget we ever knew God. Um, it also says that that it caused Israel to turn away from the commandments. Well, we literally have struck down the, the Ten Commandments just yes. like Israel did. Um, it's the spirit that, when it, see, the gods are pagan. So if they come back now, it's a little different for them. They come back to a Christian nation, quote Christian or let me put i feel like when somebody's talking about stuff like this there should be some biblical truth in it because you give somebody all this information and there's no scripture behind it it sounds a little woo-hoo. so i, I want to do that and first, and let me say you're listening to watchman's update my name's chris mathis i want to keep throwing that in there once in a while in case somebody's hearing this on whatever platform or whatever they'll know what they're listening to but the, the on most sunday school walls you'll find this right here the armor of god and let me read this because it's it's everybody knows about it but it's got a truth in it right here finally be strong in the lord in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that they have so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against what what Jonathan Kahn is talking about against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with a the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet firmly fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. He's going to mention arrows here in a minute. Take up the helmet of salvation that covers your mind and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. All right. Pray in the Spirit. And I say it's, it's every time I read something, it seems like it's right in the middle of it. It's a hundred times in this Bible or more probably. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kind of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. And pray for me. It says, just pray, pray, pray. All this stuff's going on. When you pray and you get in the Spirit, you can discern. The, the Bible says, I think it's Peter or John, or First John or Second John, the Holy Spirit discerns things for you. You won't get lost in all this. In other words, when... Jonathan Kahn's talking real fast, and he's telling all this stuff. You won't get lost in it. And a reason I'm talking so fast and trying to do this so fast is because I got so many clips to play. I'm scared I'm going to run out of time, and I'm probably going to wind up having to use another, because I got another three-minute clip of him. I'm probably going to have to use in the second half, but I want to apply the Bible to what's going on. And I had... Uh, I, I could have swore it was in Habakkuk where I read the Bell of the North where uh, when it, it talks about, I'm pretty sure it's in Habakkuk, but I can't find it in this NIV. And I tell you all the time, NIV is watered down. You, you you got to have an old King James and you got to have a study. You got to have, you know, but uh, in Habakkuk, he talks, 
about when they crossed the when the, Moses crossed the Red Sea and they, you know God parted the sea. It says they crossed in the Baal of the North. There was a temple, a North Temple of Baal, that, and uh, I believe it's the Moabites who were were uh, worshiping Baal. And and it's important to note that what Jonathan Kahn is talking about right here in the Old Testament with the Canaanites, the Hittites, all them. When they went to the Holy Land, that's where all those people over there were worshiping. They were sacrificed, says they were sacrificed, they were running their children through the fire. They were sacrificing their children. Asheroth or Ishtar, the you know, the Asher poles they were talking about. Uh that's you know, I'm I got to, my Bible open right now in Second Kings. And uh, all that was going on. And what happened was was uh, Joshua failed to, if you know your Bible, you already know this already, you know, but he failed to drive out. They, they, it was trickery, you know, they, them demonic people were always full of trickery. The, long, the, the short story is that there was one tribe they didn't drive out of the Canaanites, and they wound up living with them and being their slaves because hey, they had. God told them to drive them out. These people are killing their babies. They're killing their kids. They're sacrificing their kids. And that, the sexual perversion that was going on and all kind of stuff. And, they, and this Asherah pole, they, they dance around naked around this Asherah pole and they'd all burn whatever under it there and, and get high as a kite. And they had all kind of symbolism going on with that. They were baking cakes and her symbols were eggs. It's eggs and rabbits. And 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 Jonathan Cons fixing to talk about it where they she's got a different name in every culture. And the time it got around to English culture, it was Asherah and then Ishtar, and then it's Easter, and you may know of it as Easter. We celebrate it every year. We hide eggs and we got rabbits and all that. That's where rabbits and eggs come from on Easter. And uh, and it's a whole sex deal, per sexual perversion deal. And he's going to talk about that in a minute. I got a clip with that. But uh, I want to talk about, because I want to show you how the Israelites, they went in, they left that one tribe, and, and there was always, as soon as they got over it, because spirits are like, they're like the flu. They're contagious. That's the reason it says don't worry. I, I read Psalm in the last episode. I read Psalm 1. Psalm, it's very important. It's the very first Psalm. Don't walk in step with the wicked. Don't stand in the way that sinners take. Don't sit in the company of mockers. Stay away from that because those evil spirits that people carry around with them, they're contagious. Next thing you know, you'll have it on you. And that's another thing in the church uh, they, they teach. You don't lay down with them because then you start sharing spirits with people. Uh, I could go. That's a whole nother thing. You don't, don't be laying down with them. Whew. But anyway, Manasseh was 12 years old. This is after King David, after Solomon, all this. You got the kings. This is second kings. So after Israel was established and they, they went to the period of judges, and they had each had judges, and they got around. And they said, "Well, we want a king. We want to have a king." And they, and God said, "You don't want a king." Samuel was a prophet at the time that was leading the land and telling what God said. You don't you don't want a king? And they, and uh, anyway, they re, they rejected God and said, "We want a king," just like all the other nations have. So they got King Saul, and then they got David, and then they got Solomon, and then they started on down through the kings. Manasseh here, twelve years old when he became king. He was reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. His mother's name was Hephazava. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Some of these, I just, yeah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. Hezekiah was a good one. He's, he's a prayer there I, I use that the power of prayer but he erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole as Ahab king of Israel had done now Ahab if you remember Ahab was Jezebel's you know Ahab and Jezebel there and they were killing prophets and all that in other words what he's talking about 
I, I, is it's, it was going on and you need so many people don't read first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles. There's a lot in there. They skip right over that. And if you can just get one chapter at a time and try to get you a reference Bible and bounce it off the reference Bible and what you do, because once you start bouncing these off your reference Bible, it's going to lead you into the prophets. And you can see how they, the prophets prophesied what was going to happen before it happened. And now let me read on down here. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced divination, taught omens, and constructed medium, consulted mediums and spiritists, and did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. Now that's Manasseh. And if you keep going here and... The next king was, there was another king, one of Manasseh's kids got big king, and then Josiah. Josiah was another good one, and he done a big cleanup and cleared all Israel out. And then Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim became king, and listen to this. During Jehoiakim's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded the land. Jehoiakim became a vassal for three years. I just want you to know this, why, what Jonathan Kahn is talking about. He became a vassal for three years and turned against Nebuchadnezzar and rebelled. The Lord sent, now this is very important right here, the Lord, the Lord sent, not the devil, not evil spirits, not, no, the Lord sent Babylonian, Armenian, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders. Now it's important to, to talk right here that these people, were enemies of one another. They don't just, you might as well be reading the Lord sent. Babylonia was the biggest city in the world at the time. So that'd probably be, let's say the Lord sent Chinese and Russian and uh, Iranian. And you see what I'm saying? These are not, you know, necessarily friends is what I'm saying. So he, I, I'm just using that as an illustration. That's not what the Babylonian was right on the Euphrates River in Iraq is where that city was. Big, beautiful city. Uh, Armenian, Moabite, and Ammonite raiders against him to destroy Judah. Now, at the time, Israel's already been destroyed. Judah is all that's left. In accordance with the word of the Lord, proclaimed by his servants, the prophets. See, the prophets come and told, just like... They, me and anybody else who's reading this Bible, like Jonathan Kahn and anybody else, is warning America of what's coming. It's the same thing. The prophets foretold what's coming. You ain't got to be some super, supernatural whatever to see this. It's as plain as day. Uh, where the Lord claimed a servant, surely these things happen to Judah according to the Lord's command in order to remove them from his presence because of the sins of Manasseh and all he had done including the shedding of innocent blood for he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood and the Lord was not willing to forgive. I got killing babies right there. They were sacrificing babies. It's a whole bad deal there. And I, I'm going to tell you a little more about that later, but I got more clips to play for you. You're listening to Watchman's update. I keep listening. Now I got, I got, I can't even remember how many clips here, but this gets really good. Thing of paganism. When it says that people, when they make the idols, they will worship the works of their own hands. So what is happening to America is we're worshiping the works of our own hands. When when the, when Paul spoke on Mars Hill about the gods, and he says, you know, you're not supposed to be worshiping the works of your hands. The word he uses in the Greek is techne. We get the word technology, technology. from it. So it's saying that we will actually be worshiping our own technology. It will drive us. It will become addicted to it. So the greatest technology, the greatest idol is the computer. That, that I mean, we know yes, it's a tool, yeah, yeah. but we know people are addicted the to it. Yeah, we use it for we use it for God, and that's good. But yeah. we but people are addicted. It's addicting so our children, it's addicting everything. And it, notice something else it says. It says those who make the idols become like them. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is humans you know are becoming less less human. Right. They're becoming less able to interact. They're becoming more like the computer. Mm -hmm. While the computer is becoming more human, people are this is an idol. And the other thing about 
that. This is all, everything goes back to the Bible. The other thing is that with an idol, you know, they make this idol. They say this idol is God. They actually said the idol was God. So there's a there's a confusion in the pagan world that between reality and image, this the idol is God. So what we're seeing is the confusion we have now. Virtual reality. It's confusing reality. The virtual becomes real, and the real become fades out. People are so in their computers that the real becomes virtual. This whole paganism in 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 the in an end time form. I'm with my wife, Julie, and uh, she does Hope Not Abandoned, an outreach. And uh, I've read y'all the what was wrote on the website, what we sat down and wrote on the website. They're going out into communities and and uh, basically snatching people out of the fire. They, they're they're having a they're, they're going out. See, they you think about it, they. Uh, these people ain't gonna go to church. If you live, you lost in the darkness. You're not going to church, so you got to take the church to them. So that's what she does. I want to say, hey, Julie. Hey. <laughs> but uh, tell us a little bit. What's the last thing y'all done? Okay, so the last thing that we done was hand out food in Livonia. We went to some trap houses where people are actually in active addiction and handed out boxes of food. You know, um, the prices of food right now are through the roof. And you can imagine when you have a drug addiction, all your money is spent on drugs. Uh, yeah. There was a three-year-old girl in one of these houses. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, tell, tell us about what you're doing this weekend. Okay, so this weekend we are actually uh, partnered with two other ministries. And we are handing out turkey boxes in Melrose Apartments in Gainesville, Georgia. And we are also gonna be serving hot chili and just loving on folks, praying for them. And uh, they're also gonna have a baptismal, a heated baptismal, yeah. which is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> in the wintertime, it'll yay, be great. Yay. This is Hope Not Abandoned. We're still working on the website. I hope to have it up in a couple of days. We're getting there. But uh, keep that in mind, Hope Not Abandoned Outreach. And, uh, just wanted to record a little promo for it and let all y'all know about it. Baal came in the 60s. So Baal comes in, and when you read the Bible, you know, it says Baal and Ashtorah. It's always it's Baal, and he had a he had a wife. And, and I mean, and, and she's all over. I mean, she wasn't faithful, so she was all over the place. But but she's called in the Bible Ashtorah, but she's all over. She, she's called in the Middle East. You've heard of all these names. Ishtar. That's where you get Ashtorah, Ishtar. Also, when she got went into the Greek lands, she became Aphrodite. And then when she went to Rome, she became Venus. But she's all over. And, she's, and people wonder where those names come from, yeah. like in mythology. Yeah. But they're actually spirits behind them. There's definitely, because you see the same the same attributes in every land, the same thing. So she's the goddess of sexuality, uh, but of, of sexual immorality. She's the goddess of self-gratification. She can't control herself. You know, she's also the goddess of destruction at the same time. And she's called the harlot or the prostitute goddess. Mm -hmm. So so because she was a prostitute, you know, so so. I, I, in the book, I call her the Enchantress because she's also called the one who enchants the Enchantress. But I'll call her Ishtar because that's the most kind of common thing. So she, so what happens is, first you have Baal, then when Baal comes in, the next thing to come in is the goddess. So look at what happened in America. We start turning away the early 60s. What happens? We would expect something to happen that would revolutionize sexuality. That's, we have the sexual revolution. Absolutely. Happens like clockwork. And, and if Baal is, you know, Baal, they're, they're all trying to possess America or possess the West. And so Baal tries to possess it the way we said, get just get God out and then materialism, all that. But, uh, but the enchantress, Ishtar, does it through sexuality. And that is that she starts overturning the biblical sexuality, biblical values about family, gender, sexuality, marriage, and starts replacing them with pagan values. Everything we say, the new morality, it's all pagan. It's what they had back then. Yeah. So we start seeing fornication. We start thinking marriage starts getting weakened. We start seeing extra. We, and, and, and the other thing is she hated marriage. She's a prostitute. Prostitutes take mm -hmm. marriage out of the marriage bed and they bring it into the culture, into the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So what happened? We watched America become sexualized. It's all over. Where did that come from? It came from the marriage covenant taken out. And so when you do that, you not only sexualize the culture, but you weaken marriage. Mm -hmm. So she hated marriage. Mm -hmm. So what's happened since the 60s? 
marriage has been weakened yes. marriage has been broken people broken families broken homes broken children that is the sort of ishtar mm -hmm. that's what she does in greek she was called the the word for prostitute is porn or porne wow. so we get we get the word porn from this goddess her literature is the first pornography in the world. And then we and, link it with technology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it be, you know, it's, almost like, it's almost like, remember what Jesus said, when I come back, you're coming back stronger. Now, I already told you what he's talking about there. I already told you a little bit about Asheroth or Ishtar or Easter and uh, what he's talking about. But I want to, I told you I was going to give you scripture to back up what he's talking about. So this all don't sound crazy. And I tell you, if you get in your Bible, and I just typed in because I thought, well, I'll be smart. I'll just type in spirit and search on the Bible search and look it up. And, whoo, man, there's so many of them. Too many. It don't, it don't give me a total count, but it's mentioned in the book of Acts, I think, 66 times. Just in the book of Acts, the word spirit is. So. If you're a Christian and you're denying the Holy Spirit or denying that the, the spiritual forces exist, then I don't. Yeah, you're not you're not reading your Bible. <laughs> but I've given I told you a little bit. I'm going to take you back. And when I get through right here, I'm going to take you right back to where he's talking about. Where I read in the beginning of Enoch, where he talked about the angels. And there was a head angel over them and, and all that. And we know, if you know anything about your Bible, you know who that head angel is. That's Satan, the evil one, the great deceiver. But anyway, he's talking about pornography right there. And I want to take you to that show you that in your Bible. Now, you think about this for a minute. If it's a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, whatever, any time before modern technology at all, what's pornography? Well, you can see it all over Rome. They got naked statues everywhere. You know, they, they put up naked statues everywhere. And that's their gods they worshipped. And, and then they, eventually, oh, it's just art, you know. And yeah. Anyway, listen to this. He said to me, go and see. the go." He said to me, this is Ezekiel here. He looked, oh, it's hole in the wall. I, and I've never caught this hole in the wall. You hear, it's a hole in the wall place. A hole in the wall. And I've heard that all my life and never knew. That's a Bible term. Then he brought me to the entrance of the court. And I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. He said to me, son of man, now dig into that wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked and detestable things that, are, that they are doing there. So I went in and I looked and I saw portrayed all over the walls are all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and all the idols of Israel. In front of them stood 70 elders of Israel and Jananiah, Jazaniah, son of Shaphan, was standing among them. Each had a censer in his hand and a fragrant cloud of incense was rising. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen what the elders of Israel are doing in the darkness? Each at the shrine of his own idol. They say, the Lord will not. I got the shrine of his own idol underlined right here. Remember that. I'm going to come back to that. They say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. Again, he said, you will see them doing things that are even more detestable. Now, that shrine of his own idol, I should have looked it up in my study Bible here, but I've looked it up before, and I got some notes right here. Room of pictures. Porn. It's a room of pictures. They're standing around in the darkness looking at their room of pictures. Now, you think about it. They, like... Jonathan Kahn talked about our, our, our if it, I can't remember if it was in this clip or in the next clip, where he talks about them making idols and worshiping. But they made, they carved out naked, you know, naked pictures. That's what he's talking about. Asherah, they, they made uh, 
carved out of rock or out of stone and even wood or whatever you imagine depends on you know the, the money you got you need to get one carved out of a piece of wood if you're a poor man or you can get you a nice one carved out of granite i guess or whatever if you're a rich man but a asherah or asherah statue there a naked lady standing there oh look at all that you see what i'm saying it's pornography it's pornography and it was going on and that's what Ezekiel's talking about here, that they're going in their little rooms in the darkness and looking at their, their naked idols. And You see what I mean? I wanted to show you that. People talk about these things, and they say, oh, that ain't in the Bible. That ain't in the Bible. I, you know, I was one of the ones that used to argue about stuff, how it wasn't in the Bible. And then you get to reading it. Here it is. I've got to go fast here. I want to take you through here. And I'm going to bring you all the way back to where he's talking about the angels in Enoch. I'm going to take you all the way back to that. But I I got uh, some stuff here. Look here. Talking about demons and, and all this. And if you think you can't have a demon on you, listen to this. After this, Jesus traveled from one town to village to another. The good news of the kingdom. And 12 were with him. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene from whose, whom seven demons had cast out. So seven demons. Mary Magdalene had seven demons on her. Okay. And I tell you, as I'm reading this stuff in, about Jesus and what Jesus is doing and Jesus is saying, I want you to think about that show Chosen. I can't wait. The, I just went to the movies and watched uh, the first two episodes of season three of Chosen, where Jesus sends out, and he sits down and he, he sends out the 12 and says, I'm giving, I'm giving you the spirit to go and cast out demons and, and all this, and he, he gives them instructions. And the next one I'm fixing to read right here, well, let me read this in first. Legion, he replied. It, it, Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone out of him. And he begged Jesus repeatedly, do not order them to go into the abyss. See, once you know the history of all this, when you go from Enoch and you get find out and then you go through and you find out these demons, these evil spirits have been chasing the Israelites all through. And it's not the Israelites, it's God's people. You see what I'm saying? They've been after them. All the way through, all the way, they chased the Moabites, Og, in the wilderness, and and all this. And then you get on through here, and they still these 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 demons are all over people everywhere. Jesus comes along, and and but I can't wait to see this on chosen. But that's that's Luke chapter eight. Watch how Luke goes through right here. Luke chapter nine. Watch this. I a spirit seizes him. He's talking about a little boy. Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. I beg you to look at my son, and a spirit seizes him, and it screams and throws him into convulsions and foams at his mouth. It scarcely ever leaves him and is destroying him. I begged the disciples to drive him out, but they could not. Now, listen, this is one of my favorite quotes of Jesus in the Bible. Listen to this. Because everybody's like, oh, this sweet sandal wearing Jesus is just lovey-dovey. Listen to what he says. Because he says, I begged your disciples to drive him out, but they could not. Jesus' disciples couldn't drive out this demon. So look here. You unbelieving and perverse, perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you and put up with you? <laughs> bring the boy here and then he did you know and, they, and the demon threw him threw him to the ground in a convulsion and jesus rebuked the impure spirit and they say it's a demon an impure spirit and a spirit but he, he rebuked the impure, impure spirit healed the boy and gave him back to his father and they were all amazed at the greatness of god now that's so i was going from eight to 10 to show you something in chapter 10 and that was in the middle right there in chapter 9 but now let me take you to 10 he sends out the 72 and that's another thing i can't wait i was reading this going i can't wait to see who these 72 who are these 72 people they're gonna hire these actors they're gonna hire to play these 72 on the chosen this this is gonna get really good but he sends out the 72 and they returned 
returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the powers of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Now remember the spirits, he knocked us, uh, that's the uh, spirits of those giants in the old days. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy and the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord in heaven and earth, because you have given these things, you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this. It's what you were pleased to do. Now, it's very important right there. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. So, and there's a, I, I should have found that before I started recording where it talks about Michael fighting and the angels fighting in heaven. That's also in e, and, uh, Enoch. If you read in Enoch, it says a little bit of that in there. And then you, you bounce it off your Bible. In between the two, you put a whole good story together of what happened. Because the translation of Enoch is, I don't know if, the, it's, it's, sometimes it turns into word salad. I'll say it that way. You'll be reading it, and it just turns into word salad. It's like Joe Biden translated it, okay? <laughs> and you're like, ah, and he, you can, in other words, just it's, it gets very difficult. <laughs> but, uh I wanted to give you those scriptures. I got some more I want to I want to give you, but I'm gonna play. I got uh, one more or two more clips. They're short clips. I'm gonna play them, and then I'll close. I got some stuff. Uh, the point is, you know your enemy. You're understanding what all this is. And remember, I told you on I told you on the last episode that if I could tell you all this information. And if I could fit it all in one episode, it turn a light on and you'd see what I, you know. And this is just one side of it. When you start looking at the spiritual forces that are behind this, and then you start looking at what's going on in the world today, and you understand these spiritual forces that's behind it, once you see the actions of the spiritual forces that's been what they've been doing and what's going on, and like Jonathan Kahn's explaining. And then, and then you see it, and you can see. And uh, I had my me and my wife was talking about something the other day, and she said, "You do realize that was a demon looking at you?" And I, yeah, I knew it was. And uh, you know, I, in other words, when you're under attack, and you can see once you can see what your enemy is, then you know what you're fighting against and we're not fighting i say it all the time we're not fighting democrats we're not fighting the chinese we're not fighting the russians we're fighting these spiritual forces of evil and we need to be aware of that and how you fight against that i'm fixing to show you in second thessalonians here i'm on this part where every time i go to reading something in here and, and going look let me show you this it says pray it leads you right into prayer pray pray in the spirit pray in the holy spirit but I got to shut up. I got to get back. I got to play these other clips for you before I run out of time. But yeah, now I'm going I'm to bring it home after this. This is, And then I got a prayer at the end. Oh, you're listening to Watchman's Update, by the way. <laughs> look at the ancient inscriptions. And I was like, whoa, you know what's there? And when I look back about the goddess, it says, she says, I am a woman. I am a man. Mm. Wow. She was, she herself was, she was, she was, you know, female, but she had masculine attributes. She was a, she was a warrior. She was a fighter. She was, she was violent, you know, mm. but she was, female. so she actually was androgynous. She was both. So she's the guy and another in a hymn to her praise, it, it says, they said, you are the, you are the one who turns a man into a woman wow. and a woman into a man. Mm. It, it, and so, it, so, so the first thing is, She's not, so, but it doesn't happen at the beginning of sexual revolution, but then as she keeps going, it starts going here. But, but you could see this, we could see this, even before it got to where it is now. No, but we got to fight the fight, you know, yes. so that's what it's all yeah. about. The third one of the Dark Trinity is the, it's called the Destroyer. 
And this is the one that, you know, if you, we were in the pagan world, it was it was common to offer up human beings. I mean, all over the world, not, not just in one place. You know, oh. the Germans did it, the Polynesians did it. It was all over. But also it was common to offer up children yes. everywhere because and children are defenses. That that abortion. They're doing it. And, you, and you know, the pagan the pagan mindset is is it hates the weak. You know, if you're old or young, you can get destroyed. So it was not safe to be a child back then. And so the thing is that when, when Israel, remember when Israel turned away from God, what did they end up doing? They actually offered up their own children i mean it's hard for us to imagine they went to the altars they put a valley of hinnom filled with these altars of their children's blood and that's why they were destroyed you know so you have the third the third the destroyer who is Molech and Molech, the God who demands the children. So what this means is that the only thing that ended all this, you know, you know, to thank God for God. The only thing that ended it was the gospel. The gospel is the only thing that ended human sacrifice ended child sacrifice. That's what. So, but the warning is, Jesus said, if you turn away, if the house becomes empty, you get God out. Moloch's coming back to America. Moloch's coming back to the West. And so it's just like clockwork. First, you have Baal turning away. We, we didn't get to the second one yet. It has to do with sexuality. Then it leads to Moloch. Moloch comes in 1970, abortion on demand in America. 1973, it's all over the land, Roe versus Wade. So we are actually, this is a pagan thing. So we are actually doing what the Israelites did. We are actually offering up our children. We don't call it that. You know that abortion only ended really because of the gospel. It was abortion, abortion itself and infanticide. Now we're moving from abortion and they're pushing it to infanticide that you can kill a child even after birth mm-hmm. that's in those laws right. you know they try to deny it but it's in law so this is the spirit of this destroyer where and, and all these gods lead to death they try to make you destroy yourself so yeah. for parents to destroy their children so when i looked when i did research on like how the ancient sacrifices happen um it's the same way they involved the parents were offering up so then they would give it to the abortionist or the or the priest mm-hmm. they'd have drum they'd have music to drown it out well we're drunk we drown you know there's this is a horror our culture drowns it out so you can't even know what's so going on true. they said actually the poor the poor children were the ones who were offered up more than any other because they actually paid poor people to get their children. Mm. And so, so you know, you know, Moloch is a racist. Moloch is a hater of the poor. All, all those who, and so what is Planned Parenthood? What, what's happening right now? Yeah. More poor children are, are offered up than any other, other yeah, children. So good. We are out of time. listening to Watchman's Update. I got a prayer here. This should be at the end of the podcast. I got a prayer here. I want to leave you with a good prayer. If you want to claim it, just say amen at the end of it. And it can be for you. I pray for all those who hear this podcast, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your healing Holy Spirit to minister to them. Please, Lord, be their comforter and healer. Please, Lord, put a hedge of protection around them. Please, Lord, give them the strength and the courage to trust in you and to do your will. Please, Lord, give them a renewed heart and remove all the calluses from their heart. And lastly, Lord, please, Lord, have mercy on them and give them time to turn and repent. Please be patient with them, Lord. Please, Lord, forgive their sins and give them a new start. Thank you, Lord. In Christ Jesus' name, Yeshua the Messiah's name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to Watchman's Update. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and many other platforms. Also, take a minute to like and follow. We ask that you pray for our ministry. If you have a comment or prayer request, you can reach us at ChristFollowMedia at gmail.com or ChristFollowMedia.org. Please take a moment to visit Hope Not Abandoned's website at HopeNotAbandoned.org. Also, consider making a donation if you feel led. We hope that this podcast blesses you today.